0: You can relax if you're a parent and have your children. I'm not going to talk for long. Just, um, just, uh, I'm just going to share a few thoughts, a bit of the story, and then we will run into our Christmases to celebrate the birth of Jesus. But let me, if you've got a Bible, find Luke's Gospel. We're going to read, read the story. So this is Luke. Chapter two, and it. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governor in Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem And behold, an angel of the Lord shone before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, "'Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger.'" And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherd said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. of Christmas over and over again and so you should because it is the most incredible story um, that has ever been told and actually has made such an impact on our lives that even our calendars are set by the birth of Jesus Christ. That God would come and be, be born as a baby and the thing with babies is they tend to attract people People gather around babies. Somebody was telling me at the first service, oh, we're going to our daughter's house because they've got a new baby and we're going to go and celebrate Christmas there. And the babies just attract a gathering and Christmas sets the scene. They gather around the manger and we gather around Jesus. And it's, you know, this year, uh, the last, in fact, the last few years have been the most incredible journey for this church. And what we've been learning is that we are called to gather around Jesus, not our families, um, not even our friends, not even the church. The, the person we gather around is the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and that's why we took Communion. Communion is, is, is about remembering what Jesus has done. So we gather round in his presence. Some of the guys in the week tweeted something that I, I think Bill Johnson had said. And it really summed up, I think, part of our journey. And what, what he said was that many, um, many churches gather around a talk, a preach, but the Israelites gathered around a presence. They gathered around the presence of God. And the journey we've been on as a church is that we're learning to gather around the presence of God, to be where he is, to honour his presence. That The the main event, the high watermark is when he is in the room and we gather around him. And, you know, as as we have done this, you know, families, I'm just looking at my own family, as we as a family gather around Jesus, he's the centre. Our family does better. Do you know, when Jesus is at the centre of our family, we can overcome anything. There is nothing we can't get through together as a family. Do you know, When Jesus is at the centre, you know, often the wise like to tell us how wise they are. And there's lots of people saying lots of what sounds like clever things. But actually, when you gather around Jesus, the wise don't seem that wise anymore. Because God's wisdom is so much better. And then there's another group, the, the shepherds. Now, they probably didn't think they were that significant, but it's interesting that as they gather around Jesus, they become more significant. So the wise become less significant and the, 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 the salt of the earth become more significant when we gather around Jesus. And Luke says, Mary pondered these things in her heart. And the, the, the truth is, as, as we've looked at journey this last year, and I look back, my heart is blown away by the things that God has done. If, if we started just taking testimonies now, I'm going to get someone to give a little one in a minute. We could, we could go on and you would miss your Christmas dinner. We're not going to. But God has done so much in the lives of his, his people. As, as, we, as, we, as we gather this Chroma family and this You know, what is the highlight of of Christmas? You know, well, we're all going to go to our families and we're going to enjoy Christmas lunch and we're going to have great food. We are going to have amazing food. I've seen it starting to get prepared. What I don't understand is why I can't eat any of it now. Okay, so there's all this cooking going on and you go to take some of it. Don't touch that. It's for Christmas. It is Christmas. Anyway, um, we're going to go into all of that, but... The highlight for us is this, what God has done here, what God has done in this people, the family that he has brought together and the fact that we can share Christmas Eve and celebrate Jesus in his presence together with joy because that's the mark of this church, right? Joy. So as we've gathered around Jesus, do you know three things have have happened. One is salvation. Jesus came to save. Do you know, I got a note in the week, 328 people have walked forward on Sunday mornings to give their lives to Jesus this year. How cool is that? Plus, Sophie's 35, and if the maths is right, I haven't checked, that's 363. That means we're two down on one person getting saved every day of the year. Okay, so the, the challenge is out in a minute, okay. Uh, healing, as we, as we started to um, really seriously ask God about healing and take the testimonies and hear what He was doing, he, His presence has, has come and we started, it started off with people's feet getting healed and then you know pains in their body we've had some cancers healed we've had I think two people that used to have to wear glasses that don't need glasses anymore God just started moving one of one of the girls I remember her saying she was at evening service and um, she was just praying and talking to God just in one of the seats just like you're sitting going God why don't you do anything to me all these people are experiencing you why haven't you done anything for me and someone came over and prayed for her and she fell to the ground as they prayed. But as she fell, she smashed her glasses. So it was a mixed blessing, okay? And she got up and she looked at her glass and went, oh no, and then she opened her eyes and realised she didn't need them anymore. That's a miracle. You see, that's what God does. Um, and then, and then the, the, the provision. One of the things of... of you know, Jesus says, "You know, don't be anxious about what you're going to wear or how you're going to eat. Your, your Father in heaven already knows everything you need. And it's easy for me to just say that. Oh, don't worry. It'll all be okay. But the truth is, God has been providing here. And every Tuesday we gather to pray. And there is always two or three testimonies of how God has provided miraculously. I want to... Um, Christopher, well, there you are. You've changed your hair. So I, come on. Up, so, um, oh, great. You've got a mic. This is my good friend, Christopher. First, tell them what you're going to be doing in January.
1: Um, in January, I'm going to YWAM, which is like a ministry school. And then for three months, I'm at school. Then the other three months, I'm at a mission.
0: Do you know where you're going to go yet? No, um, anywhere in the school. world. So you're, you're going there. They're going to train you. And then you're, you're off yeah. yeah, and how many of your, your friends have you led to Jesus over? And not necessarily this year. The last couple of years, do you have you? Are you keeping count?
1: Um, I had to do a testimony, so I had to count the numbers. But it's around
0: thirty. Around thirty of her friends have come to faith. How cool is that? So she, she's been she's been doing it here, and now she's going to go further afield. Anyway, last Sunday night. You were write, you in the worship. You were writing in your journal. What were you writing?
1: Yeah, so I was writing to God because basically, um, two weeks before I go to worm if you don't have the right amount of money, you have to like send them a message and let them know. So I was writing to God, like I was like, oh, for me the two weeks would hit Christmas. So I was writing to God, and I was like, it's almost Christmas, which means I'm gonna have to message worm and then he said to me like, such little faith you have. Just wait. And this was in pre-prayer pre-prayer so literally like an hour before and then at 5 30 service um I was just at the back and then Steve like called me to the front and he was just like um basically God told him to do the offering but for you and yeah
0: so how cool it so so I had no idea that she was writing this I'm just sitting down there in the worship as, as always and I felt the Holy Spirit speak and he said you need to give Christabel some money so we took the offering up and um, it wasn't a big service, most of the youngsters have gone, it's our young service, and they, they gave you 1,500 pounds, didn't they? Which is so cool. <laughs> now, oh, there you go, thank you. Now, I didn't tell them where she's starting off, because I thought they might not give quite as much. She's starting off in Hawaii. <laughs> I didn't know they needed Jesus in Hawaii. <laughs> now, that's where the training school is. And then she's going to uh, go off to all sorts of different places uh, to tell them about Jesus. But what's my point? God knows what you need. And you know, when just sitting writing our journal, oh, God help me. And he's speaking to people. And part of what we're learning to do is to listen to what he says. And then we can obey So this Christmas, God may tell you, go and pray for someone, go and pray for someone. Go and share your testimony, go and share your testimony. Get your checkbook out. We don't have checkbooks anymore, do we? Get your um, Apple Pay out and um, touch somebody's phone. I don't know how you do that, but whatever you do. But he he may speak, go bless people, be a, a blessing. So this Christmas Eve, I'm thankful for all the Holy Spirit has done this year in my life, in my family's life, and in all of our lives. He has been amazing. And, and as we continue to gather around Jesus, you might go, how do I do that? Well, it's really, it's really straightforward. You, firstly, you open your heart to Jesus. And it's an acknowledgement, Jesus, I need you. And whether you're a Christian or you're not a Christian, we need Jesus in our life. The world is so crazy at the moment. It's just that, that acknowledgement, Lord, I, I can't do this without you. Would you come into my life and empower me to live your life in this crazy world? Look for his presence. Do you know, sometimes we, we get so busy, just stop. Look, what is he doing? Look around. Is there an opportunity for you to serve him? Is there an opportunity for you to change the atmosphere of the room? Number three, then respond to his call. When he speaks to you, say, yes, sir. If Jesus is Lord, the only response is, yes, sir. There's no, no, Lord. It's a contradiction. It's yes, Lord. And then walk in this light. Stay there. Stay in his presence and you, you know, it's so easy for us to get busy and let's just find ourselves that we've we've strayed over here. And you go, oh no, what do I do? Well, you just just look to heaven again. And say, Lord, where lead me back into your presence. And the great thing about Christmas is we tend to have a bit of a rest. So there's no excuse not to spend time with God. Or you know, you've got a few days off, but it's 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 getting up early or it's staying up late and just being in his presence and and keep running after him because he's only just starting with us. Okay, this is just the start of what Jesus wants to do. 2023 has been amazing. 2024 is gonna be off the scale. God is just getting going. We are living in the most craziest of times. And I can't tell you how many times I, I think nothing else can go more crazy in the world and then it does. But in those crazy times, God is on the move. So, so when, when, when the darkness moves, the light shines brighter and there is, he is calling men, women and children to himself. And there is an opportunity to turn away from the craziness of the world. The Bible calls that sin. And to turn towards the life of Jesus, the Bible talks about forgiveness and life. Jesus said, I've come that you have life and have it abundantly. And so when the angel announces the birth of Jesus, he says, don't be afraid. Don't worry about the craziness of the world. Remember, they were were occupied by the Romans. For behold, I bring good tidings of great joy, which will be for all the people, everybody. For there is born to you this day in the city of David, a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. Jesus came to prove God right. People will make all sorts of excuses. But the reason Jesus came to be born a baby, to live the life that he said we could live. And not only to live that life, but to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cleanse the lepers. And then he went to the cross. And at the cross, he bore all of the sin of the world. That God placed all of the punishment the world. Um, deserved on Jesus and Jesus says it is finished and he died and went into the ground and paid our price the story continues at Easter and it's interesting that the children just jumped to Easter because they know that bit Jesus was raised from the dead and he is alive today because he is raised Christmas makes sense The birth makes sense because there is resurrection life and that is the life he invites every single one of us into. So this Christmas Eve, do you know Jesus? Why don't you stand, I'm done.